today.
Um, but eventually, I realised I needed to reach out to try and understand what was happening. And I actually reached out to a local um, spiritual church in rugby. And I do remember going into the church feeling very nervous. And as I walked in, I was greeted by the Reverend at the time there, a man called Sam. And he was very friendly and he says, oh, can I help you? I explained all that I had been going through and, and to my delight, he accepted it completely, made me a cup of tea. Uh, and from then on, I joined, um, you know, their, their psychic development circles. I became a member of the church and I would go down to the church to see other mediums working. So slowly as a result, I started to develop my own psychic gifts and the gift of mediumship. Where do you think, believe your, your um, ability came from? It's a very good question. Um, where it came from, so sometimes other mediums will say, well, you know, my great-grandma was a medium or my mum was a medium and it, and it goes down the line of the family. I actually feel it's a divine gift. I feel it's something other people may have a gift for playing sport. Some people may be artists or musicians or academic. Um, I feel it's a gift in that, in that way, in that ilk. It's something that we're born to do. So ultimately, who gives us the gifts? Well, I guess God gives us the gifts or the divine or the universe, whatever words people want to use for it. So I feel it was just a, a, a latent gift that I then um, tried to understand that I was capable of and needed to use. You mentioned earlier that you did some studying. Can you tell people exactly what, what kind of studying that was? Yes, yeah, certainly. So I'm now uh, 51 and I was in my late 30s when um, the first um, phenomena started to happen around me. So the studying that I have done um, recently, I have spent two years um, through the Spiritualists National Union, and I went to a college in, called the Arthur Finley College um, in London, and also the Barbernell Centre in Staffordshire, where I was lucky enough to have the teaching of a, a world-class teacher, um, Paul Jacobs. And what that consisted of predominantly was spiritual philosophy and being able to give an address um, of a spiritual nature and of meaning um, to um, spiritual services. Um, prayer, we covered prayer there and um, inspirational prayer. And also um, very much the development of mediumship and able to work to audiences and also um, to do sort of private sittings for people. So um, as part of that, I had to study um, the history of spiritualism and look into some of the pioneers of spiritualism that were um, sort of pretty much the movement started in the late 1800s. So really, I was looking at the history of the pioneers, the people who have gone before us, um, and 
and pretty much understanding, as I say, the history of it, and also to be able to be professional in going out there to local churches and centres and being able to speak in a, a professional way and a philosophical way so that we can actually get um, the message out to people um, of the spiritualist philosophy. Now, if I was to come along to you, say, for um, a, uh, and I had a loved one and I wanted you to talk to them or contact them in, in a certain way, how would you go about that? Um, so I, that's what I do sort of on a, on a regular daily basis. So I have a studio in Rugby and people can book in to see me through my website uh, or, or to contact me directly. I can book them in. So ultimately people come through my door uh, and have an hour with me. So the, the way that I would go about that is um, I don't have any prior knowledge of the person that's coming. I don't ask any questions. And as I, as I know that I'm going to do um, a sitting, it's a, call, it's a shifting of an awareness. It's an energy. It's a power that you use to be able to open up and to become aware of spirit people that may want to communicate to the person that's just walked through my door. So it's rather like, um, almost like my intention and my awareness is lifted. It's exactly the same when I do a service at a spiritual church. It's an intention. And I almost feel um, a sense of a power behind me. And within that, the way that I would receive a communication from um, a loved one who's passed into spirit, uh, and really predominantly three main ways. So one would be what was called clairvoyance, whereby I may see them in my mind's eye, um, and I may see um, different images which will connect to them in way of an evidence to prove who they are. I may hear them. Sometimes I hear and I'm given names as, as the spirit people come forward, which is always very helpful. There's also... Um, a clairsentience, which is a feeling and a sense of who they are. And within that, I may pick up, sometimes quickly, it's easy to pick up how um, they pass to the world of spirit, depending on what the circumstances are, their age of passing, their personality. So really, it's quite um, a jigsaw that you put together of different awarenesses which will create almost like a mosaic, an artistic picture of the spirit person that's coming forward. So what I aim for is that my sitter is under um, no doubt as to who's come forward, that they have some evidence as to who it is that has um, come forward. And then when they're comfortable that that really is their loved one, then I will simply, it's almost like a telepathic communication, I will relax more into that and I'll simply feel as to what the spirit person might want to say to their loved one who's sitting with me. Well, I personally think I have had a um, experience of a guardian angel in my life. What I mean by that is, I believe very strongly in the angelic realm, and I do believe 
in the powerful presence of angels that help guide us, they help guide the earth's energy. I do believe that. Um, I also believe that we have what's called a guide or a guardian angel. So for me, I have um, a few different spirit guides that will work with me. And I do believe they choose to be spirit guides from the world of spirit. So um, I do believe we usually have one that's quite strong with us and that will be with us from when we're born right through to when we pass. Very much they can be guardian angels there for you um, in, way of your con in way of your conscience, in way of sometimes a thought and intuition that comes in through you and in times of need. But also, of course, we could also potentially maybe use the word guardian angel for our loved ones in our family who have passed over to the spirit world as well, who still very much love us and sometimes try to guide us from the world of spirit. My, my belief in guardian angels is because I had, was in a coma a couple of years ago and whilst I was in a coma I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since and I had an overwhelming need to wake up and I seriously believe that was my guardian angel making sure I was okay yeah and isn't that wonderful that you've had that true experience for yourself Mark and it's quite a special thing that you will never forget I would quite imagine but that's what got drew me into the world of paranormal I, I, I sometimes smell strange things like sometimes it's well burning or strange perfumes or something like that but that's actually called clairgustience and it's a very strong sense and it's one that i actually um, don't have highly attuned to myself however it's good that you talk about that Mark, because um it's something since my mom has passed away to the world of spirit my dad who has been a little bit sceptical originally, um, has now had overwhelming evidence of my mum's um, existence in the world of spirit. And he knows that she actually comes um, around him at home by smelling her perfume. It's a very strong smell. So it's, it's really, I think the spirit will, will use our different senses as much as they can to let us know in any way they can that they are around. But it's quite wonderful the experience that, that you had there, Mark, of this really warm and powerful voice that lifted you, your consciousness, um, almost when you were between the two worlds, to bring you back as if it wasn't your time, which is, is really quite wonderful. Well, I seriously believe that I was like, I think there's like you've touched your own version of heaven and hell. I don't think there's a set heaven and hell. I think you have your own perceived version of what you would like it to be in your mind. Um, yes, I think we reap what we sow in looking at it another way. Um, so I do feel that, you know, our lives have great meaning. And if we live life to the best of our ability to try and be a good soul and to follow our conscience then i do feel potentially we grow as a soul and i and i do feel you know that sense of where we know we're going wrong where we're making mistakes we're doing wrong things we, we do we are acutely aware of it 
I do believe that when we pass over to the world of spirit, we are able very much to view our own lives. And I feel that we are our own judges. So I don't feel that there's a great big judgmental God there waiting for us. I do feel we're able to judge ourselves and to see how um, this life had meaning. It always astounds me that when in time of need, or we need um, someone's ill, or we know someone needs help, how we turn to the power of prayer, even if you may not be a believer. Yes, and I think that's particularly interesting, especially this is sort of well well known and, and seen a lot of this um, at hospices and in hospitals where they have the chapels. And I, I myself have been there, Mark, and you know, I think sometimes we can forget to, to pray. We can, and, and I certainly was one of those people for many, many years. And yet, where something comes up and we really are afraid, or there's someone that we love is very ill, we need help. Straight away, yes, that, that, that in, innate feeling within us is that there's something we're going to try now. We're going to speak to God because we're in need. And I think totally that, that's understandable. And that's how a lot of us find prayer. Um, as I now go out and, and do services at spiritual churches, I particularly believe in the power of prayer. And prayer ultimately is your own conversation with God. And I do believe that God hears you, or the universe hears you, and that the spoken word is very powerful. I also believe um, very much in the ask and you shall receive. So. Sometimes we forget to ask for help and a prayer in a time of need or even even on a good day, a prayer and to ask for the help and guidance for, for ourselves moving forward. I feel sometimes the answers can come as a result of the prayer. Do you find that you have gained strength since you have, let's say, your religious belief, for a better word? strengthened and where I've had um, very difficult times in my own life and, and tragedy hits and, and the, the passing of, of my mum to the world of spirit um, certainly it's been a great strength for me because sadly I had to watch my mum pass um, within 14 weeks of, of, of a terminal lung cancer that there was absolutely nothing that could be done and it was very very difficult but my faith definitely in that she was going to the better place, that she would be away from suffering, and that the love would always be around me. With a shadow of a doubt, was a strength that, that got me through a very difficult time. Talk about the dog in the background. <laughs> um, That's all right. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, um, no, I'm... I'm, I'm I mean, I think sometimes that we go religion the wrong way around I think religion is what you if you good to people and you try to help one person because my belief is if you can help one person in this life you've done something I agree I have um, you know absolutely if you just that is enough if you can help and touch one person with love and kindness and 
believe that. And I think, you know, it doesn't have to be a competition as to who can help the most people. I think you've got to follow your own heart on your own path. And whatever opportunities sort of fall in your way, just do your very best as a person. And if you're lucky enough to have the time and, and the inclination to actually reach out there and make a difference to the to the wider public, to the greater world, then that's really great as well. Do you believe that I do, that God is like an energy force? Yeah, I do. Um, ultimately, God is energy. God is the great creator of the energy. So he is the creator um, of, of the divine. He's the creator of the universe and all that there is. And we are energy within it. So, of course, I'm not a scientist and I'm not an academic. But my sense of, of God, I think it's difficult to quantify into words what he really is. Um, and I say he, I think he's androgynous. Um, so he's, he's an all-powerful energy, the supreme source of life and of all creation. Did, did you, when you did your first um, sort of service, did you find it difficult to talk to the public or because of the training is quite fairly easy? Oh, terribly difficult. It's been a huge, huge climb for me. I was someone who was really um, quite shy. There was no way in the world I was going to stand in front of an audience. And I've found it, it's taken me 10 years to get enough courage and confidence to finally get out there. And then when I did, even though, you know, it wouldn't be a particularly big audience that I would be working to, I would be horrendously nervous for days before I went. But the recent two years that I spent under the mentorship and teaching of Paul Jacobs, I've got to say it's helped me immensely. So I would say to anyone out there, it doesn't matter what it is, and if you're afraid of it, but you feel drawn towards it, don't give up. Don't let your fear stand in the way. Because so many times I've stepped through my own fear, and then I felt good about myself afterwards. And recently I, I did a, a service only a few days ago uh, in Leamington and I actually realised that it's only in these last few months that I'm now completely comfortable and without my nerves when I stand to an audience and when I speak. Do you find that you have to um, announce it a bit better when you project? Because I know you have to project your voice a bit more and you have to pronounce your words a little bit more clearer. Yes, so I didn't quite hear that first question, sorry, Mark. I'm just saying, do you find that you have to project your voice a little bit more and you have to pronounce the words a little bit more clearer than you would in everyday speech? Yes, yes, definitely. That There is a technique to public speaking. And I do feel, yes, you have to up the volume of your voice slightly, depending on if you're using a microphone or not. Um, I think very much as you stand there and you're working also as a medium, you need to be aware of the energy within the room. So I very much have been taught almost within the power of prayer, it's a good invocation of the spirit world and of your intention for the service. And I quite imagine almost like my energy sort of 
going on and filling the room. And then within that, to allow the communication to come forward. I feel the way that you present yourself is important um, and a reasonable confidence in how you speak. And yes, you're right, people need to be able to understand your words. So sometimes if you slow it down, it can be helpful. Now, just mention that because obviously you've got an accent, I've got an accent. So I sometimes have to slow my accent down when I speak to Americans because if I talk too fast, they can't understand me. Yeah, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so I've had, even now I'm sort of probably talking to you more clearly and, and slowly than I would do if we were just sitting, you know, and nobody else was listening to this and having a conversation. So, yeah, audibility, you know, it's, it's really um, important, I feel. Now, if someone wanted to get into this and they were inspired by what we're listening to, they feel, well, yes, I would like to give that a go. What would, way would you recommend they go about it? Right, okay. Um, so, if someone was interested in this, so if it sparked something within them of wanting to understand within themselves what it actually meant to them. So, ultimately, what I do is I prove that there is a world unseen, that there actually is a life after death. And that really is a fascinating prospect. There are many, many books on this subject, so I would say to people, if you're interested, do your research. Read the different books. It doesn't have to be written by mediums particularly. There's books on um, near-death experiences. There's books on... Um, you know, ghostly activity and, and actual experiments that have been done there. There's wonderful books by mediums, healers, prophets, um, people throughout, you know, the dawn of time have worked as prophets and seers. Um, so there's a lot that you can read about. Uh, and I also feel that now the internet is a wonderful way for us to do our research. And for me, I... Um, YouTube, anything that I'm interested in, in in a spiritual subject, very much I will listen to, um, you know, things which are there on the internet and, and on radio. So really, I think you've got to find your own way with it, find what resonates with you and what interests you. But really getting out there into the media and into books is, is really a good way. I, I would also say, of course, there's your own experience, which needs to be really something that is going to open up perhaps your, your belief in this, because not only would you read something, you may have your own evidence. Uh, sometimes at the passing of a loved one, there will be a need for you to want to understand where, where have they gone? Or, am I ever going to see them again? Are they still around me? Are they safe? Uh, are, are they away from the suffering? I've done many sittings for people who have um, lost children. So you can imagine there's a, a real deep sense of need as a parent of where is my child? Who's looking after my child? Are they safe? Um, I've done many sittings where people have lost, you know, husbands and wives and mums and dads, and they really want to know where are they pretty much and are they okay now? And I can always say without a shadow of a doubt that they are. So if someone's really interested in another sense of developing their own psychic awareness, 
their own media mystic ability and are interested in finding out about how they go about that, I would certainly say that um, your local spiritual centres and spiritual churches usually run something that is called a development circle. So this is where people can join um, from the general public and sit in a meditation which is guided and led by a teacher, usually for about an hour. And this will encourage them to, to realise if they have uh, ability in this way. Um, there are also psychic development and mediumistic workshops which are run, um, run also. And I myself um, teach these in rugby as well. So usually in most towns, um, you can find some sort of psychic development workshops as well. And that's a very good way for you actually to have your own experience. I think people will find it helpful. What do you think of um, some people? I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not standing nasty because it's a question that everybody asks me. What do you think of people that may be sceptical about what you do? Well, I think it's absolutely their right to have um, that opinion. And I do feel very much, as someone who is sceptical, that, that totally, that's their right. If, however, they want to open up their mind to questioning this, then there's, there's a lot out there for them to look at. But I do feel your soul must almost open the doors to you finding out that truth within yourself. I don't think anyone can force you to believe anything. And so often, you have to have your own experiences, which will then spark that within your own mind, as to wanting to understand it deeper, and maybe to turn your scepticism into something which is, is based on your own experience and your own curiosity, and looking within for the non-logical. Um, because ultimately, how, how do, we, do we prove the existence of God? It's a belief, it's a faith, and it's a knowing. So it's almost connecting with the power of the knowing of your own soul beyond sometimes what the logical mind is taught. Do you do anything outside of um, your spiritualist bit that is something people might not know about you? I imagine you've got your room set up in a way that you feel 
you can feed off the energy and the the clients or patients i don't know what exact word it's so yeah yes absolutely um i'm very blessed really it's just sort of uh, a collection of things which have been bought for me or that i like and have been in and uh, as i look around my studio now there are my books there um a lot of spiritual books i particularly like um angels i have a picture of jesus I have a picture of Akhenaten, um, an, an Egyptian pharaoh. Uh, different things that are personal to me. I have a lovely big Buddha um, sitting aside two bonsai trees. And, and at the minute, I've got a fire burning. So these are just personal things that I particularly like. Um, so within this space, it, it's part of me. But people do seem to feel um, that they like the space when, when they come into it. Because I think, like I said, it, like before we chatted on the podcast, um, it's like you, like I said too, like I like to do my podcast, like we're having a cup of tea or coffee and some biscuits. So basically, it's like when they turn up to your to your um, surgery, they they want to feel relaxed. Yes, I just think that um, of course, some a, a room which is pleasant to be in creates a pleasant energy and atmosphere. And it's actually important to me that it's quite immaculate here when people come in. Um, and it's just something that I, if I, I do feel, if I'm feeling very happy in here, then, then the people who walk through my door should do so as well. What do your family think of what you do? That's a good, good question. Um, they, they very much respect what I do. But I am the only one in the family who works as a medium so um yeah i'm the only strange one in the family mark actually <laughs> but they they do have a respect for what i do and, and the nice thing is is that because i'm starting to do well with it the respect's building and within the next few weeks i have been given an opportunity to create my own spiritual talk um radio show um, which I'm putting together at the moment on, on Paul's Talk Radio. So a lot of different opportunities are starting to come my way because I am very um, passionate about uh, giving people who are interested in this subject um, a, better, a better forum for discussion, debate and education on the subject. Oh, good. We should good luck with that. Radio's easy, really. It's just doing what we do now, talking. very much pushing me outside of my comfort zone I, I've not any experience in it but I, I am a great believer sometimes that if an opportunity presents itself and puts itself on your feet literally then sometimes it's meant to be taken even though it, it's difficult so it is something that came to me really without having me having tried to find it so I'm going to try and do my very best with that Yes, I do mine via Amazon Fire tablet and a smartphone. Yes, and I think, it, again, it create, it's lovely because it actually um, gets these thoughts and opinions out there. And there might be someone who is going to listen to this who it could, it could help in, in some small way, in which case it's all been worth it. Well, that's why I look at it, Claire. I, I mean, I, I share it in quite a lot of programmes and 
I normally do a blog post as well. I do two actually. I do one with the speaker link, direct link on it, so people can listen to it directly. And like a one with your bio and picture and the, the podcast yes. on as well. And that, that normally gets a very good response. Yes, yeah. I think, I think it's great because it's actually giving people freedom there of speech actually mark um and um i feel that you know nothing happens by coincidence and very much the information goes out there to those that can benefit from it is there any links you'd like to give i think your website may need updating because i looked at your one that you sent me but it, all it did was send me to bt saying sorry this website is not available Okay, well, my, I probably sent you um, the wrong link there, Ben, Mark, because it's, it's definitely up. So is it okay if I put it out? If I, if yeah, yeah, out, please, it's your, your bit. Okay, yeah, it's, um, if anyone's interested in um, booking a sitting with me, and not only do I do them in person in rugby, I'm actually able to do Skype sittings. So I do a lot of Skype sittings all over the world. Um, so it is people can book on the site, but they can also get the details as to how to contact me directly to make a booking on the site as well. And the website is clairemerryweather.com. So that's Claire, C-L-A-I-R, Merryweather, M-E-R-R-Y-W-E-A-T-H-E-R.com. Or if they simply Google Claire, Merryweather Psychic Medium, I'm there on Google with a lot of uh, reviews as well. Um, people can also very much contact me on Facebook, I do a lot on Facebook. Um, my Facebook is Claire, again, no e, Anne, no we are Anne Merryweather, and I'm still able to join uh, some people on there. And I also have a Facebook page, which is Claire Merryweather Psychic medium and spiritual healer so there's many ways that people can contact me there my emails out there and i'm always very happy um to speak to people and also to ask questions and um, also to answer questions well before we go uh, claire i normally like to do a unique ending but before i go leave the show now i also okay. like to ask my guests if they would like to give a unique sign off before you go. Okay, so what do you mean by a unique sign-off? It's anything of your choice. Anything like a prayer, uh, a thought of the day, your choice. Okay, okay so a unique sign-off. So let me see what I can create now in this moment. So what I would say to people is do have an open mind. Become very aware of when you become aware of yourself and your physical self, your mind that thinks, your heart that beats, your physical self, become aware also that there is a power within you that is eternal. And this is your soul. And it is the soul that carries forward after this life. It is the soul that carries all of these experiences that you've gone through in your life and it is a soul that moves forward into the next space and when we understand this we also know that life is indeed just but a journey into
to another space and another dimension and that this life has great meaning and that we must do our very best to live it to the full. We can also take great comfort to know that those that we lose in this life we will meet again. I like that. Now I have to do mine for yours. Are you ready? I'm ready. <coughs> I just got clean. Right. <coughs> Thank you, Claire, for being on my show. We talked about the mystic world and how you help people you know. I'm sorry about the dog barking in the middle of the bit, but hopefully you don't mind, because at least you're on my show. And we showed you what you do a little bit. So, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Good night. And thank you very much thank for doing you. this, Claire. God bless. Bye.